0: Hello and welcome to episode one of the More Than the Fan podcast, the number one show for all NFL diehard fans out there in the world. I'm your host, Eric, and I'm with my co-host, Sonny. How's it going, Sonny? What's
1: up, Eric? How you doing, man? It's great to be back on the air with you.
0: Yeah, man, this is something I've been wanting to do for a very long time. And like I said, this is the number one episode of the new More Than the Fan podcast for all the NFL diehard fans out there. In today's episode, we're going to talk about our favorite personal teams, we're going to give our top 10 NFL teams power rankings and predict which teams will win their division, conference, and even Super Bowl. So stay tuned for the whole episode and make sure to subscribe via YouTube at More Than a Fan Podcast, as well as download on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So first things first, let's talk about our favorite team. Okay. I guess I'll go first. You know, rip the Band-Aid off. As you can see, I'm a Eagles cowboy fan. fan, big
1: Eagles fan, huh? Eagles.
0: And It is rough because I live in that Eagles territory. Yep, so I remember that. When I'm at work, when I'm at work every day, everybody's saying, "How about them birds?" and I and I just look at them like, "Yeah, how about them?" and because I don't really let anybody know I'm a cowboy fan because it can be rough for me. Oh yeah. So. Unless you're really close to me, i say, oh, yeah, I just like it. I just enjoy watching football. I don't really have a fair team. And then some guys catch on to me like, all right, you must be a Cowboys fan. And I just walk away. Keep it short and simple. Walk away.
1: How did you get to be a Cowboys fan in Philly?
0: So it's it's kind of a long story. It's more just a, a family team. Like I really didn't have a choice. So it started with my, my grandfather. He was the first Cowboy fan. Then my dad. He was the next Cowboy fan. My wife and her family, they're all Cowboys fans. So it was like pretty much I was born with a Cowboy pacifier and Cowboy diapers. And I will say, growing up, I tried to, you know, go go my own route. I was a Falcons fan for a good two months. I was a Titans fan for a good seven days. I even was a Chiefs fan back in the day when they had Trent Green, Priest Holmes, and Dante Hall. But none of them really stuck. And I always mm. found my way back to being a Cowboy fan.
1: A lot of Cowboy fans your age, are they never really outgrew the pacifier and the diaper, so at least you did.
0: That's the first, that's the first low shot. Who's your favorite team, Sonny? Uh, <laughs> for
1: better or for worse, I am uh, Bill's Mafia through and through. Uh, I live in Buffalo. Love the team. Uh, most of my life, they've been absolutely terrible. I wasn't alive for the fourth straight Super Bowl, so did that really even happen? Uh, I'm also a Lions fan too. Shout out Lions, which is another horrible choice. And that is through, yeah, that is just straight through being a sentimental moron. Uh, Some of my favorite memories as a kid were going to my grandparents' house on Thanksgiving and the Lions were always the first game. So I always look forward to that game and through there it just kind of grew.
0: I will say, both the Bills, as everybody knows the Bills, they're a very respectable team in the AFC. They have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. We'll probably get more into that later on. But the Lions, they're also a team to look out for. Like, that's a gritty team with a, a good head coach, some good young pieces, and a nice quarterback. So I don't think it's as laughable as it was 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. But they're not America's team.
1: No, they're not. The The, the Cowboys are America's <laughs> team. But as the great Terrell Owens <laughs> once said, the Buffalo Bills are North America's team.
0: I'll give y'all that. I, I'll give y'all that.
1: Buffalo is basically so, Southern Canada, anyways. So, I mean, what's the difference?
0: Do they play football in Canada?
1: Yeah, CFL's awesome, dude.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> but. <laughs> so, first things first, I want to talk about our highest moments of being a Cowboy fan for me and a Bills fan for you, okay. and our lowest moment. I'll start off first with the highest, and then you can lead off with the lowest. So. When it comes to highest, as everybody knows, cowboy fans. Unless you were born in the '60s, we're, we don't really have a lot of high moments. But I will have to say my highest moment is my when my beloved Cowboys retired the best quarterback in NFL history. Okay, where are you we going with? We made him retire, Tom Brady. Tom Brady okay. retired because of us. Okay. He he came back for another year. He thought he had the juice. He saw us in the playoffs. We put him in the coffin. Right? That was a very good game for us because everybody said we can't win in the playoffs. We won. Everyone said we can't win on the road. We did. And everybody said that Tom Brady has the Cowboys number. And what did we do? Dak Prescott outplayed Tom Brady. So that's my highest moment of being a Cowboy fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's hard to disagree with. There, there haven't been a ton of high moments in your lifetime for the Cowboys. Mine either. Not, but not at, at all. at least with the Cowboys, there really haven't been a ton of low moments. Just me personally, I feel like I know where you're going to go with the low moments. But... Yeah, I'll agree it's, with
0: that. So, what's the highest moment of being a Bills fan?
1: I, I think we can kind of throw the highest and lowest moment all in one in my lifetime. Mm. And before so, I do that, I want to preface this with saying I feel like it's copping out using Demar Hamlin as the lowest moment because like it it just does not get any worse than that. Right. Right. So I, I I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna use that. What I will say, highest and lowest all in one, 13 seconds. I mean that it was one of the best games in NFL history. The bill they had it. The Bills were going to the Super Bowl. They had it, and then 13 seconds later, they didn't. That that that
0: that's a great answer because, like you said, that is a very high moment. And then seconds later, 13 seconds to be precise, it's the yep. lowest moment. So and again, I don't I don't want to use
1: things that happened before I was born because it oh. just as easy an answer is wide right. I mean, for sure, I, I don't want to do that either. So it, it's it's got to be that.
0: Yeah, because if we were doing things before we were born, you know, I'd his name about five Super Bowls. I, I'm just saying I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. And two of them are against the Bills. So it's better. We just leave <laughs> that.
0: It's better. We just leave that off the table. I didn't want to say it, but you said it. I hey, man, got to call it like it is. So th- the lowest moment of being a Dallas Cowboy fan for me personally, two things come to mind. The first one, Tony Romo dropping the the snap.
1: That's where I thought you were going to go.
0: Terrible to this day. That one play erased every great thing that Tony Romo has ever done for the Cowboys organization. When people say, oh, Tony Romo did this for us. I'm like, nope, he dropped the snap. But Tony Romo did that for us. Nope, he dropped the snap. But Tony Romo, nope, he dropped the snap. So that one is going to sting forever. But a close second yep. will be Dak Prescott trying to down the ball in the playoffs <laughs> versus the 49ers, and we ran out of time. <laughs> that one, <laughs> I'll be perfectly I will be lost. I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, It, it haunts me to this day. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of even. I will say, to be honest with you, the Dak Prescott one stings a little bit more because it's more of recent. Mm-hmm. But the hate I have for Tony Romo for dropping that snap, I don't think I can reach that level of hate for Dak Prescott. Unless he drops a snap as well. I don't know. He's got plenty of career
1: left, and he's still a Cowboy, so anything's possible. Anything is possible. Just maybe not a Super Bowl. But anyways, as you were saying. (laughs) Oh!
0: All right, so for the next segment is our Twitter segment. For all the viewers out there, you guys can give us a follow. More than a underscore fan on Twitter. You can reach out to us. You can tweet us questions. You can, you know, talk about the podcast, a favorite moment of the podcast that you like. But I have one tweet that I've seen that I want to share with you today, Sonny. It was from the First Take Twitter account. And it was Stephen A. Smith's top five NFL players.
1: Oh, God, I can't even imagine. So I have a problem with this list. Okay.
0: I have a problem with this list. All right? So I'm going to go down his top five players, and we can, you know, we can agree, disagree, call him crazy, whatever it's going to be. Number one, he has Patrick Mahomes. I agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's impossible to argue with that. Arguments can be made, but, yeah, he's right.
0: Okay. Number two, he has Joe Burrow. That's fair. I agree with, I like that one because I think personally think Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback. So if you have him number two overall, it's hard to fight that. Number three, this is where it gets a little tricky now. Kind of, sort of. He has Nick Bosa.
1: Okay, I th- right there is where I disagree. I don't even think he's the best defensive player in the league.
0: Hey, we're great. I knew you'd be a great co-host. <laughs> I knew you would be a great co-host. All good co host alright so we get we disagree on Nick Bosa being number three, but let's move forward. Number four, your guy Josh Allen. If you want to be biased, go ahead. Is it regular season Josh Allen or postseason Josh Allen? He said top five players in the NFL, so that's both seasons, post and pre and <laughs> regular.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, I could I could see that.
0: Um, for me. It's tough. It it's is tough because I do. It's tough. I I don't know. But let's let's just move on to number five. And then we can give our quick top five players in comparison to Stephen A's. But at five, he has Justin Jefferson.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that.
0: I don't have a problem with that either. So, you know, like I said, we did not rehearse this. Quick off the top of your head. Who's your top five players in order? I can go first if you want, but I want to. It's up to you.
1: I feel like I would keep the same top five, but instead of Nick Bosa, I think I would throw TJ Watt in there.
0: Wait, uh, uh, that's not what you were supposed to say. What was I supposed to say? The best. All right. So, all right. (laughs) So, you have Mahomes, Burrow, TJ Watt, Allen Jefferson. No, not in that order, no. So what's your order?
1: I would go Mahomes, Burrow, Jefferson, Allen, and now you got me thinking, do I want T.J. Watt at number five? I feel like I have to have a defensive player in there. Oh, it's definitely going to be a defensive player in
0: there. And his name is going to be Watt or Bosa. It's going to be a defensive player in there.
1: And I know damn well as soon as you say it, I'm going to say, why didn't
0: I think of that? Who's your top five? What we got? going to be a defensive player. Number one, we got Patrick Mahomes. Number two, we can keep Joe Burrow. Number three, I'm going Justin Jefferson. Number four, I'm going Micah Parsons.
1: Uh, I don't know about that.
0: Ooh, that's a bad boy. And then number five, number five, I'll go Josh Allen, number five.
1: So pretty similar. And a guy that I would like to throw out there pending his health. I think Jonathan Taylor could be a top five guy too.
0: He can. He can, but he's uh he's over there fighting with the owner of, of his organization so far. So <laughs> no free agents on my top five. Fair enough. But, yep, so that's our Twitter segment of the show. Stephen A. Smith's top five players. He has a decent list. Me and you agree with four of his five, and we just disagreed on that one player. I have Micah Parsons. You had either JT or Watt.
1: Usually Stephen A's top fives are way more out there than that. I'm almost disappointed. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: He's he's behaving right now. He's definitely behaving.
1: Well, that's because Stephon Diggs called him out.
0: <laughs> definitely, yeah. That that was that's a different story. He definitely did try to say Stephon Diggs and did not want to be a Bill anymore. When I heard that, I'm like, really? We have a chance of getting him.
1: He got roasted by Stephon Diggs and Lonzo Ball within like 24 hours. It was glorious, by the way.
0: It was wonderful. I laughed. I watched each video about five times.
1: Oh, me too. In a row. Yep.
0: (laughs) All right. So, moving on to our next segment of the podcast that our top 10 NFL power rankings. Okay. So, top 10 NFL teams in the NFL power rankings headed into the season. Sitting at number 10 for me is the Baltimore Ravens. And the reason why I picked the Ravens at 10, some people may have the Ravens a little higher. Some people may have them a little lower. I feel like the Ravens has, when Lamar Jackson is healthy, the Ravens always had a shot. But the thing that kept them from being really dangerous were their weapons. They didn't have any uh, weapons besides Mark Andrews. Their receiving core they had me out there running routes for him. I, I don't know who was he throwing to. So it's kind of <laughs> tough <laughs> to get over that, his wide receiver core. Their defense is always a good, tough defense, tackling, physical, um, good linebacker core, good defensive line. And like I said, Lamar Jackson so dangerous, I just felt like he didn't have enough weapons around him. In the offseason, they signed Odell Beckham. They drafted Zay Flowers out of Boston College, who I was a big fan of of him going to the NFL draft. But the reason why they're only still at 10 and not higher is because even though they have those two high-quality names at the wide receiver position, both those guys are in a way unproven. Yep. For, for instance, Zay Z- Flowers, he's only a rookie. Yes, he's a very good wide receiver. He was a good prospect. He's been killing it in, in training camp and these tr- and these scrimmages and everything. But he's still a rookie. He has to prove it. Odell Beckham, it's kind of crazy for me to say that he's unproven, but he's been hurt. You know, he, he didn't play all last year. He has the injury bug pretty much every year. So we don't know what Odell we're going to get going into the season. But, you know, having Lamar, having most of that defense coming back, and having those new weapons around him to go along with J.K. Dobbins in the backfield, I feel like the Ravens can be dangerous, which puts them at number 10 for me.
1: Yeah, I like the Ravens. I have them on my list. Um, I think they're going to be good this year. But the problem with the Ravens, and it's a problem with a few AFC teams, in particular, my number 10 team. There's just so many Mm -hmm. other teams that are better than them. It's not a talent problem Mm -hmm. on that particular team. It's just the talent level around them. Like number 10, I have the Chargers. I think Justin Mm. Herbert's going to be really good this year. I think that second place slot in the AFC West is up for grabs. The problem is, can they keep up with the three AFC East teams?
0: That was crazy. Hmm. I had the Chargers at number nine. They were next on my list,
1: and I have the Ravens at like number you... nine. So we're we're so, kind of okay, similar. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, kind of similar. So the reason why I put the Chargers over the Ravens is because I feel like Herbert is going to take off this year, right? They have yep. a new offensive coordinator. And Kellen Moore, which, you know, people have mixed feelings about Kellen Moore. Cowboy fans, we don't like him anymore. A couple of years ago, we loved him. We thought he was very creative. So it depends what day of the week you ask about Kellen Moore for a Cowboy fan. He can be good. He can be bad. But I just feel like the Chargers, their offense is lethal. They have Austin Eckler in the backfield, who had over 100 catches as a running back. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, They drafted a, a wide receiver in the first round. And then on the defense side of the ball, they have an all-pro talent at each level, right? They have Bosa on the line. They have Derwin James, safety, Asante Samuel. Their linebackers is pretty good. So the reason why I put the Chargers over the Ravens is because, you know, I feel like their defense it could be a little bit more dangerous, and their weapons are already proven instead of having question marks around them.
1: I'd agree with that. I think the Chargers can be a good team this year. It wouldn't surprise me to see them make the playoffs. I don't know if they can win the division and beat the Chiefs, but they're a team that I think could beat anybody in the league.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, my Cowboys, we play them this year. I think we're going to whoop them, but, you know, that's a different story for a different day.
1: <laughs> we'll see about that.
0: So at 10-9, <laughs> so and 9, we pretty much have the same teams. So i let you lead off with your number 18 in the NFL Power Ranking. So you have an 8. Number
1: eight, I don't know if this will make you happy or not, but number eight, I have the Cowboys. And I think a lot a lot of that for me is because I don't know that I fully trust Dak Prescott yet. To me, Prescott is a quarterback that is good enough to get you to the playoffs, but I don't know if he's good enough to win you a Super Bowl. The defense is good. I think the offensive line is going to be outstanding. I just don't know that I trust Prescott enough to lead that team.
0: Um, I, I take the compliments that you gave out there. You know, Obviously, I have the Cowboys in my top ten. But they're not at number eight. You know, we're going to definitely get to them down the road. And I'm not being biased. Maybe a little bit. But, you know, we're, go- we're going to get to the Cowboys a little low, low, lower in my rankings. At eight for me is the Miami Dolphins. Right? Okay. So, what more can I say? They have that dynamic pair at the wide receiver position. And Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. The two fastest receivers in the NFL. Literally, Tua can just throw the ball up and say, hey, somebody will get it. They'll catch a touchdown. Right. They have a crazy defense now from their offseason. They had, they signed Jalen Ramsey, even though he just got hurt, he'll come back mid season, I think. But their defense in line is pretty physical. The linebacking court may be their weakest spot of their defense. But the only reason why I have the dolphins at eight instead of higher, even with those weapons, is because the big question mark with Tua. Like, can he play a full season without getting hurt? Now, he did spend the whole offseason in the gym, gaining weight, to take those hits, but can he do it? Because the Dolphins are one play away from being in the top 20 instead of the top 10 if Tua can't stay healthy. So even though they're very talented at different positions, when your QB1 is always getting hurt, you know, I just can't really trust you.
1: I have the Dolphins higher than that, and I think you might have just talked me out of that potentially. I agree, Tua's health is very sketchy at this point. And it's not like it's, you mm-hmm. know, oh, he just is getting nicked up here, he's getting banged up there. It's a concussion issue. It doesn't really get much more significant yes. than that in football. So, you you might have just talked me out of the Dolphins being as high as they were, but I'm not going to change anything. I'll leave what I have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, they're, talent-wise, they, they could be a top-five team. I just... You know, I see the Dolphins taking a step back for some reason. Sometimes you get that feeling when you watch a team and you see the training camp and their offseason moves and everything. And I'm just getting the feel that last year the Dolphins were really good. If Tua were to stayed healthy, the Dolphins could have potentially made it to the conference championship. But he didn't. And what goes to say that he'll stay healthy this year?
1: One of the big concerns I have about the Dolphins is... Are they at the point where they have so much talent that they can't live up to it and they end up not being good? Kind of like the, the Nets were in the NBA a couple of years ago. Are they too loaded where they just can't get through?
0: And maybe, that's, that's, maybe that's the feeling I'm feeling. Because like that's kind of perfect of what you're describing, what I'm feeling like. They have all these weapons, but can everything go right for them?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of personalities on that team. A lot of personalities that could clash. And if things start going sideways, that might get ugly. For sure.
0: So at eight, you had the Cowboys, right? Correct. Who do you have at seven?
1: At seven. Now, before I go here, I want to preface that This is top ten right now. This isn't necessarily how I project Mm -hmm. them to be in the season. At number seven, I have the Jets. With the addition of Aaron Rodgers, yes. he he could be the difference maker. They need the guy to get him over the hump because even when they went to the AFC Championship game two years in a row, they didn't really have great quarterback play. Let's be honest. They, kind of, they made mm-hmm. it there because of the defense and in spite of the quarterback, not because of him. It could be the total mm-hmm. opposite this year. Or it could go the other way and we're looking at the same old Jets just with Aaron Rodgers.
0: You want to hear something crazy? Hmm. I got the Jets at 7 as well. Okay. Just thinking about how the Jets were a 7-game winning team last year with the quarterback situation that they had, it's crazy. Now that you add in Aaron Rodgers with Offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson coming back for a second season, they just added Dalvin Cook. Their defense is physical, nasty, stingy. It's for Aaron Rodgers to be close to his 2021 form instead of his form from last year. Because last year he kind of stunk it up. And I feel like the Jets have a chance to win it all. Wow. I just don't want to get ahead of myself. I just don't want to get ahead of myself. And like, like you said, this is just going into the season, so we haven't seen any games yet. But before I get too excited, I didn't, I don't, I didn't want to play some in the top five, so I had him at seven.
1: I think that's a fair assessment for them. And you brought up the Jets quarterback situation if, if Rodgers, you know, or last season, I should say. I know he's not with the Jets anymore, but let me tell you, not as a starter because there's not many guys I would take over Josh Allen, but just as a football player on my team, give me Mike White every day of the week.
0: Whoa. Yeah, Mike White won me some parlays last year. Mike White, come on! I that Mike White. It's it's not so much that
1: it was the toughness he showed when he got slaughtered by the Bills on multiple occasions, including when Matt Milano just sliced him in half.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely a gutsy player, and I knew that I my respect for Mike White came into play when you had his teammates rooting for him right in front of their former quarterback one face. If you know what I'm talking about.
1: That's true. But if some rumors are to be believed, there are more reasons for that than just how good of a person and player Mike White is.
0: Sure. But I think um, having Aaron Rodgers is a slight upgrade than Mike White. A little bit. So who do you have at six?
1: Uh, At number six, I have, and this is a team that I wanted to place higher, but because of the quarterback situation, I couldn't yet. I have the 49ers. I think they're okay, going to be okay. good, but who's playing quarterback for him this year? Is it going to be Brock Purdy? And if it is, can he be as good as he was last year?
0: So I agree with everything you said about the 49ers. They're also on my list, obviously. I do have them a little higher for other reasons, but I don't want to get into that until I get to them. But I, I'm i not mad at you with having the 49ers at six because – Quarterback position is very important, as we've been talking about with the Jets and the Dolphins and pretty much every other team. So that's a good spot for the 49ers. I have them higher for personal reasons, two years in the playoffs. But um, 49ers <laughs> at six, that's, that's a good spot. It's also hard, too, with Christian McCaffrey's health.
1: Is, if, is he going to play all 17 games this year? Because if he is, then throw the Niners in the top five easily. If he's not, and, and you have yeah. questions at the quarterback, and he's hurt, I don't know that it matters how good the defense is. It might They they might be a a nine-win team that sneaks in and gets blown out in the first round. By the Cowboys. I said blown out.
0: All right. Let me just clear something up
1: here, too. Before, before we go any further, let me just clear this up. I do not hate the Cowboys. I'm just having some fun here. You could have fool
0: me. <laughs> All right. At number 6, I have the Bengals. Wow. Yeah, pretty low, huh? I'm shocked. I just read that and I was like, "Wait, I have the Bengals at 6?" But um I'm sticking, in. <laughs> so the Bengals, obviously you have Joe Burrow. Obviously you have that talented receiver room, which is my opinion is probably the best receiver room in all of football. Eagles coming to a close second, but I, I would take the wide receiver three on the Bengals over the wide receiver three on the Eagles. Right? Sure. Only reason why I had them kind of low is because for one, their offensive line has been kind of shaky all last year, even though they did have a big sign-in in Orlando Brown, so that helps the, the, the offensive line out. But I feel like you need a run game to be successful in the NFL. And last year's Joe Mixon, it was a down year, right? And they also lost Amaj Previne to the Denver Broncos. As well as on a defense side of the ball, their secondary has questions after they lost both Jesse Bates and Von Bell in the safety room. So with a shaky running offense, a shaky secondary and defense, it could lead to some trouble. But having Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd is definitely going to keep you in the top 10. At six, not quite five. If that offensive line can play together and protect Joe because he just got injured, so you got to keep Joe safe. For sure, they might be in the top three. But until I see that consistent offensive line, an established running game, I got to have him at six.
1: I think it's fair that you have your concerns there. I just don't know how you can place a team that's led by Burrow and Chase that low. They're going to be in the thick of things in the AFC. I don't see too many teams being better than them. One of the guys I like on the Bengals that I hope doesn't get cut because I thought he was one of the more underrated players in the draft last year was Chase Brown. He's a running back out of Illinois. Ooh, he went in the fifth yeah. round. I think he's really good, and I think he could be that, like, Ryan Grant from like 15 years ago from the Packers, where he just explodes on the scene, Mm -hmm. has a few good years, dependable. P. Ryan is is a good player to have in front of him. I'm sorry, Mixon is a good player to have in front of him, kind of teach him the way, show him what to do. The offensive line is definitely a concern, but I like the defense, and there's a guy on the defense that when we get to picks later, I want to bring up because Mm -hmm. I don't think he's getting talked about enough.
0: Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Moving into the top five and for disclosure, I had the Bengals at six, but I do believe they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs. We'll get to that later on in the episode, but you know, I just, like you said, this is before we have seen any football games and, you know, based on the roster and what I've seen last year, I had a film at six. I definitely do agree with you with Joe Burrow and Jamar chase. They could be number two, but you know, I feel like a, a good and running game, I got to see what Joe Mixon does this year.
1: That's that's totally fair.
0: But now it's time for the top five.
1: At number five, I have my Buffalo Bills. I, mm, I, have, I, have, I have concerns with them. Is Stephon Diggs' attitude for real? Is it just being played up by the media? Is the offensive line going to be Okay. What's the health status mm-hmm. of Von Miller? Is he really planning on coming back week one? He's practicing, but I can't see how that happens. The safeties, mm-hmm. health, both Poyer and Hyde, they've only played like one game together since Thanksgiving of 2020. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I have questions. Also the run game. The Bills hasn't haven't had an effective run game in quite a while. I think James Cook yeah. is good, but is he good enough? Right.
0: And also the, I mean, the wide made,
1: receiver depth scares the crap out of me.
0: Yeah, um, you made some great points. Uh, I actually have your bills higher than you have your bills. That's surprising, um, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get. To, you know, I, I give respect when it's due. You know, not very much higher, but they're they're higher. Okay. For here's, my here's, number five team, I'll oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Here's another concern I have with the Bills: is their number two wide receiver situation? Mm. I. I I know what you're going to say, dude, I, but I just don't think Gabe Davis is a number two. I really don't. I'm trying to find a tweet right now with some stats um, mm-hmm. to, to prove that he's not a number two. First of all, in the preseason game just Sunday, he, he dropped like three passes. He didn't look good. Mm-hmm. I I don't think he's a number two. I think the number two guy on the team is somebody that flourished when he was given opportunities last year. And I know you disagree with this because we already talked about it. But I think Khalil Shakir is the number two on that team.
0: I mean, I will agree with you, Gabe Davis. I'll be honest with you. After that crazy playoff game he had against the Chiefs, he's been nowhere. Ah, I, I will have to say that. You know, I don't watch every Bills games, but he's been, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost. He's been not. He's been, you know, disappearing. But I still yep. will put him at the wide receiver, too, and, and ahead of Shakur. Shakur Shakir. I'll come back to that tweet and if I can find it. it. All right. So my number five team is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, let's get into this real quick. Top five, Dallas Cowboys. The biggest concern for the Cowboys team was the offensive play calling. I watch every second of the Dallas Cowboys last year. And our biggest concern was the play calling, and guess what that play calling is no longer around. it's a new day now, let's talk about the positives defense I feel like we might have not the best but one of the best defensive units in the n f l Could you agree with that yeah i would I would definitely agree with that yeah. be crazy not to <sighs> so Next thing I want to talk about is our offensive weapons. Last year, you know, we finished the season, I think, 12 and 5, I'm not believing. And we did that with C D Lamb and a bunch of cookout Burger King McDonald employees behind him. So Dak Prescott was carving up defenses with just C. D. Lamb, and they were triple teaming C D Lamb, and we still made something out of nothing. Now this year we signed Brendan Cooks. He's a very respectable player. Yes, he's a little on the older side, you know. hes I like to call our wide receiver room like one. They get better with age, right? And the older Brendan Cooks is better than an employee at a Chick-fil-A and drive through three, right? <laughs> so having the C- CeeDee lamb, Brendan Cooks, a healthy Michael Gallup is better, is way better than what we had last year so. Dak Prescott, you know, he won't have to try to fit in those tight windows that only Joe Montana and Tom Brady can make. You know, our offensive line from day one, it was Tyron Smith is hurt every year. Let's be honest, our offensive line is looking very good this year. I'm very excited about it, and they'll protect Dak Prescott. And which leads me to the running back, uh, the running back group. We no longer are forced to give Ezekiel Elliott's carries. We're not forced anymore. He's out of there.
1: That's a shame.
0: And full disclosure, Ezekiel Elliott might be my favorite cowboy of all time. That's a big statement. It but is. it was time for him to go. I it thought it would have been Romo. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> so Having Dak with a, I know, a nice, protective offensive line, some finally has some weapons. Tony Pollard is legit a top 10 running back in my eyes. I don't know about yours. With that defense, the Cowboys can be dangerous. Now, for disclosure again, I'm not a delusional Cowboy fan. I keep it real. I'm not sitting here and say Super Bowl winning team. But going into this year, I'm way more confident than what I was last year.
1: So I'm not asking will they win the Super Bowl, but can the Cowboys win the Super Bowl? Are they capable of it and if not what do you think holds them
0: back? Can they? I think they can. And that's that's it's a lot for me to say because like I I I keep it real like if we are playing really bad, I'm saying no, we we suck right now. I think we are capable with the signings. Like, the Brendan Cooks and Stefan Gilmore were two, was two of the biggest signings that we could have done because that was pretty much our weakest point. We didn't have a wide receiver two last year. We didn't have a cornerback two last year. We yeah. brought in two vets to, who are very respectable in this league. What will hold us back is Dak Prescott. I agree. As long as Dak Prescott has a, has a star in his helmet, I'm going to roll with my boy. But if he plays like a scrub and stinks it up and gets cut, Dak who? Mm. Like, I wanna win, you know. I I'll be honest with you. I'm a real Dak Prescott fan, but hey, every week, you know, I'm just I'm in bad moods because Dak threw two picks, threw three picks, which I think it was just that one bad year. Every player in the NFL won't have, you know, flawless seasons. Everyone is due for a bad season. Last year was Dak's season. I don't think he's injury prone. He's had a bad year before that year. I, I saw a tweet or a stat that says he's, you know, in the lowest percentile of throwing an interception. Everybody throws last year out of proportion because he plays for the Cowboys and they know Dallas Cowboy news gets clicks on media. But I am comfortable with Dak being our quarterback. I think Dak is a top 10 quarterback. We'll get into that next episode in episode two of More Than a Fan Podcast. But I am comfortable, I, but he's the reason. He will be the reason to hold his back from not wanting it or not going to it.
1: I would agree with that. You pretty much echoed everything I said about him earlier. I will say, though, yeah. I think that Brandon Cooks is one of the more underrated signings of the offseason. I don't want to say he's the best receiver on the team because I don't know that that's true. I feel very comfortable with him on the field. I think he's the most dependable guy on the field. He's not going to make plays like Odell Beckham. He's not going to burn anybody with speed. He's not going to make an incredible Randy Moss catch. But I feel like when you throw the ball to him, you're just comfortable knowing, like, all right, he's going to make the catch. He's going to get us some yards. He's probably not going to fumble. We're going to be fine. I think that's something that the Cowboys were missing, also that, like, you know, lockdown security blanket. I think that's what he's going to be.
0: I'm very excited with Brandon Cooks. Like last year, right before the free agent was over, free agency was over, we were trying to sign him or trade for him for the Texans, but the Texans didn't want to let him go. I felt like if we would have signed Cooks last year instead of T.Y. Hilton at the the deadline period, we would have got past the 49ers. Like you said, Brandon Cooks, he's kind of like that silent assassin. He's not flashy, but he comes in, get the job done, makes the catches runs the correct route, and his stats are not too shabby. If you look at Brandon Cook's stats, every team he played for, he pretty much had a 1,000-yard season unless he got hurt.
1: Yeah, and has he really, truly had a great quarterback throwing to him? Like, I'm not throwing an insult. I legitimately am asking. Was was he with Breeze at the beginning of his career? Uh, that's
0: a good question. I'm not 100% sure. But he did have Tom Brady thrown to him at one point in time. I forgot he was in, I New, England. in New England. Mm-hmm. So forgot all about that. Okay. Bad, okay. But, you know, this is probably going to be the best quarterback he's ever playing with in the Dallas Cowboy uniform. But moving on to the top four of the power rankings in the NFL, who is your number four?
1: Uh, number four is a team that I believe you already mentioned, and that's the Miami Dolphins. I have a lot okay. of the same concerns you do. Like I said, is this a is this a situation where there's too many superstars on the team? Comes back to bite them. They're mm-hmm. they're so loaded. Like as of right now, it's hard for me to bet against
0: them. Yeah, um, I see why you have them in the top five at number four. Those weapons, like Tyree Kill, is is dangerous.
1: And again, this isn't necessarily how I think they're gonna do. This is as of right mm-hmm. now. How do they look? Okay. Which, spoiler yeah, I'm, I'm not alert, I do, at... I do have the Dolphins doing better than I would have thought as I went through and did picks game by game. I forget the name of the site. I'll shout it out if I remember. But as I went through game mm-hmm. by game, I looked through my final standings. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I have Miami that successful. But then when it gets to the playoffs, I'm not totally, sh- I'm not sold there.
0: Yeah. Um, I felt like if. If Tua wasn't the question mark, I have the Dolphins in the top five as well. But, um, you know, last year, it was just crazy. Was like, week by week, it just kept happening. Concussion, concussion. He's trying to come back, rush back, concussion. So I can see why he's um, the Dolphins are number four for you. Just that question mark is too big for me.
1: And that's totally fair. It, we, concussions are one thing that you absolutely cannot screw around with. It's hard to predict anything. I mean, they lead to so many other issues migraine issues, all sorts of stuff. He could mm-hmm. miss a game with just a migraine, and it could be a playoff implicator in week sixteen, you know? And that changes the mm-hmm. entire tune of the season from possible AFC champions to now do they even make the the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So at my number four, you should be excited is your Buffalo Bills.
1: Nice. So of the
0: Cowboys where they belong. That's I'm I'm proud of you. <laughs> Like I oh, <laughs> but like I said, you know, I I you know I give respect when it's due, and I feel like as long as Josh Allen is healthy and playing well, the the Bills should always be in contention for a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. The only question mark I have with your Bills is the wide receiver room because behind Stefan Diggs, like you you know pointed out earlier, behind Diggs is questionable. And, you know, according to Stephen A., Diggs don't even want to be here. You know, I think he wants to be a cowboy with his brother, but hey, hey you know, I don't want to make any speculations.
1: Stephen A should stick to memorizing his general hospital script before he goes talking about things <laughs> you don't know.
0: But yeah, you know, Josh Allen is enough. And like you said, I don't know if Von Miller is playing, but if he does, that's a dangerous guy right there. And then I like Tradavius White in your cornerback room. I like your safety room, even though, like you said, they haven't played together. But, you know, Josh Allen's enough.
1: And this is your wide receiver room comments, a great transition into, I found the tweet about Gabe Davis. And I see a lot of Bills fans that stick up for Davis. And I know he was injured last year. Save it. I don't want to hear it. He wasn't good last year. (laughs) Here's the proof. Okay. I'm going to give you a resume of Davis versus a random NFL player. And I want you to see if you can guess who this NFL player is. Okay. Let's do it. Davis 82 targets to 81. Catch rate okay. Davis 51.6%. 51.6% catch rate versus 51.9. Yeah yeah, tell me about That's it. Terrible. I watched it. 17.4 yards per catch which is good versus 16.4. Depth of target 15 yards versus 13.9 drop percentage. Mm-hmm. Your number two receiver has a 9.7 drop percentage. You figure you get lucky and catch some of those, right? Versus Uh 6.2%. Who do you Uh think I am comparing our number two receiver, Gabe Davis, to? And I'll give you a little bit of a hint. This is a player on a team that people are saying they would
0: wish that they had Gabe Davis. Who do you think it is? Well, to be honest with you, it sounds like one of the Chick Fil A employees that worked that played for the Cowboys last year. That's what it sounds like. But, <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> um,
1: I don't know who. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Wow, the Chiefs have Gabe Davis. He's their number five. So take Gabe Davis and how good you think he is because he's not. I don't want to hear it. I'm done watching him drop footballs every single week. I had to deal enough of that last year with Isaiah McKenzie, who couldn't catch if he had super glue on his gloves. Now we got Gabe Davis parading (laughs) out there as a number two, when for some reason they just refused to put Khalil Shakir in there. And Shakir is far from a perfect football player. He's going to have drops. He's only in his year two. But give the guy a chance yeah. when Gabe Davis is routinely dropping not just contested passes. He's wide open. There's there's receivers that are farther away from him than I am to you, and you're in Philly and I'm in Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> he can't catch those enough. If he drops it, get him out of there. I know he makes big plays. 98 yard touchdown pass. That's great. That was awesome. You know what's not awesome? Dropping a ball wide open on third and 14 when you're right in first down range. Get your ass on the bench. Learn
0: how to catch. You got me on the Are right now. there. Trust me. I know that fellow with wide receiver rooms. So I I've been there. I've definitely been there. But uh, I mean, I, I, I guess at least your wide receiver can create separation because mine is like, they just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. separation but, means uh, a lot when you can't bring the ball in. Gabe Davis, I'm a fan of yours still. <laughs> you know
1: what the worst part is? Here we go. I'll What's go that? again. That draft, they drafted another receiver who I thought was going to be better than Gabe Davis, and that was Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins turned into, like, the Giants' number one guy at the end yeah. of last year. Yeah. He was one of the more reliable players after the Bills got rid of him for the practice squad. Hmm.
0: And what did Gabe Davis do? He went out and dropped another friggin' pass. <laughs> I'm telling you, that one playoff game versus the Chiefs is saving his career. He can't do no wrong in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah, For real. He can't do no wrong in Buffalo.
1: <laughs> Something's got to be moving... done in the receiver room. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but moving on to the top three, who is your number three? Yes, please, yeah. let's move on. Number three, I have the cincinnati Bengals. Mm. okay okay and like i said there's a guy on the defense who i think is going to be really good we'll get to him later mm-hmm. how do you bet against joe burrow and those receivers i think they're still going to be really good i don't know at the end of the year are they going to be better than the bills that i don't know okay i, I think the bills might go farther in the playoffs because of the Bengals, but that might only be because of seeding yeah, are the are the Bengals better than the Bills right now? I'd say yes. And how do I know that? Because I watched the playoff game last year, and I, I don't really think that Buffalo has done anything to become significantly better than the Bengals yet. So I have Cincinnati at three.
0: You know what's crazy? After you, because like I said, I don't only NFL team I watch week in and week out and practices and tweets are the Cowboys, and me putting the Bills at four and then having the Bengals at six. You describing your Buffalo Bills, because if anybody knows the Bills is you, I will kind of switch the Bills to six and the Bengals to four. But, you know, I, I'm just going to keep my list how it is. Um, the Bengals at three for you is very respectable. Joe Burrow, like I said, he's the best. He's the second best quarterback in the league. That wide receiver core is the number one core in the league. And like I said, the only reason why I was shaky is because I don't believe in that offensive line. Hopefully they'll get things together. But at number three for me, I had the 49ers. Okay. And, you know, when you had the 49ers a little lower, like you said, because the quarterback won position. And you're a thousand percent right about that. But in my opinion, outside of that QB room, I think the 49ers probably have the best roster in the league. Yep. And they've proven They can win with limited quarterback play. I mean, they beat us back-to-back years in the playoffs with a rookie last year and a year before that, a quarterback who couldn't throw for nothing. Yep. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey are dangerous. Both are running threats and receiving threats. Like you said, McCaffrey has to stay healthy, though. That defense, that linebacker core, listen, if I was a running back and they came in with a running play, I'm looking at the sideline, like yo, pass the ball. I'm not running against these guys. That defensive line and linebacker core is so are so physical that when they were tackling back last year, I think I felt it on my couch. Yeah, they they hit hard. Like they don't hit to tackle; they hit to pound you into the ground. Yeah, they they hit like you did something personal. So I don't know what's going on over there, but um, yeah, outside that quarterback room, it's 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 a pretty flawless and. The only reason why I have them in the top three, like I said, is because they've proven that they can have some random guy on the street at quarterback, and they're going to be in this game one way or another. So I respect the heck out of the 49ers To be crazy, which which is crazy because you know being a Cowboy fan, my second favorite team, I will probably have to say is the Forty ers because that's my mom's favorite team. Mm. But um, yeah, I got I got the Forty ers at three, man. Even though they they beat us back to back years, that that holds a lot of weight in my opinion. You know.
1: All this talk about how good the 49ers are, and we have not yet mentioned George Kittle, who might be the second-best tight end in the league. He might be. So, I mean, they, they have a lot of talent in a lot of places. This could be a very special team. I have them as one of the top teams in the NFC this year. I don't want to get too far ahead, but I think they're going to be really good. I don't know that I trust them when it comes to the playoffs either, though.
0: I Me, mean, I Like you said, I think you mentioned it early. Purdy is definitely still a question mark. And he had that injury last year. And if you go back and look at the film, he was getting lucky on a lot of plays. Now, I'm not saying that we lost because of luck on their part. But a lot of plays, a lot of throws, he was getting lucky. I'm just going to leave it out there. If you're a fan and you want to watch the All-22 view of the of the game, go ahead and watch it. He got lucky on a lot of stuff. But like I said, that, that team, they don't need a top 10 quarterback to win. Because everyone on defense is going to do their job. The offensive line—they might have the best left tackle in all of football, Trent Williams. They have maybe the best running back in all of NFL, and Kirsten McCaffrey. Debo Samuel's like a Swiss Army life knife. He can run routes. He can get in the backfield. He can run power. He can run sweep. He can run jet sweep. He can run screens. They're dangerous. Not to not to mention Brandon Ayuk out there out there on the outside running good routes. I have him on my fantasy team. Shout out to you, Brandon Ayuk. Hopefully you do good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I 49ers are scary. The Forty ers might, might be
1: the team in the NFL best equipped to lose their starting quarterback, whoever that may be. Mm. They, their, their defense and the talent, aside from the quarterback, is good enough to, I think, bare minimum hit five hundred. Which means mm-hmm. if they have good quarterback
0: play, they're dangerous to anybody. Yeah. And you know, at, at, so we're on number two. I'm pretty sure we have we both have the same two top teams in the same order. Yep. Um. I'm gonna guess the Chiefs is one, the Eagles are two. I actually have the Texans in there. Ain't no way.
1: <laughs> <The>
0: Texans <laughs> in the top two. No, it's Chiefs Eagles. If you have the Eagles, in the, if you have the Texans in the top two, I'm going on. <laughs> I thought we were doing bottom ten this week. I'm sorry. Uh, I was gonna look for a new co-host because uh, if you have the Texans, in the top
1: two, I'm all right.
0: <laughs> but I mean, obviously, I feel like everybody in it who watches football will have the Chiefs at one, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, one of the greatest coaches, one of the greatest rosters, even though their defense is always a question mark. You have Patrick Mahomes on your team, there's always a chance to win the game.
1: Yeah, I can't remember a team in the NFL that, like, is is so good with a defense that I don't want to say is bad because they're not bad, but they win with offense. Like, it's almost a college team to me. Yeah. And I mean that in the best way possible, by the way. I'm not saying they're the quality of a college team. Don't go there. I'm just right. saying, like, there's really no other team in the NFL that just wins based off offense.
0: You know, I maybe the USC. Are talking about college? Yeah. Yeah. Because their defense suck. <laughs> and North I... Too. Yeah, you know, so I, college, I can probably think of a couple. But like you said, NFL-wise... Like you said, their defense isn't terrible. You gave them a little compliment. I think they are, but when you like, if you have a shootout, most teams would be scared. Like, oh my god, we're gonna have a shootout today. When the Chiefs have a shootout, they're like, oh, we're made for this. Let's go. I bet they can't. They ain't gonna score more than us. And that's just it. The Chiefs can win any kind of football game. If
1: you want to play a shootout, which I wouldn't suggest against Chiefs, they're more than happy. If you mm-hmm. want to play a ten to seven slugfest. They're gonna play that too, and they're gonna to try to out physical you, and they might just do it.
0: You want? I give you an analogy of, in my opinion, what the Chiefs are. The Chiefs are like the twenty fifteen sixteen Golden State Warriors, right? Back okay. in the day, I used I used to root for the OKC Thunder when they had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, and you know we had the series in the bag we were it was like 3-2 in favor of the thunder or maybe the series was tied i don't remember and it was the clinching game for us maybe game. it was game 6 it was definitely game 6 because that's when clay thompson received the name game 6 clay when i tell you in the fourth quarter we might have been up by 20 plus and we lost that game that's like the Chiefs. The Chiefs can be down by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter with two and a half minutes left. That game is not over.
1: You're right about that. They they might be the best come from behind team in the NFL too, but do we really know that? Because how often are they behind?
0: Exactly. So, the Chiefs being number one I think is, is a given. The Eagles being number two that they played. But, you know, I'll give respect when it's due. I thought after the season, i like, right, the Eagles ain't going to be the same. They're going to lose a lot of guys in free agency. Nah, they kept most of their defense intact. You know, all their key pieces and on the offside of the ball besides Miles Sanders. And I think one of their offensive guards are back. And they got lucky and got two of the Georgia Bulldogs top defense alignment in the first round. So Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, that defense. The Eagles are still scary. So I, I'll give it to you, Eagles fans, whatever.
1: Yeah, the Eagles are going to be really good this year. And I don't know if it's a benefit or not, but I think we could both agree that the AFC is significantly better than the NFC. Mm -hmm. So, like, on on one hand, the AFC has more talented teams. Like, I think I would pick the AFC over the NFC in most situations, not all. We'll get to the Mm -hmm. Super Bowl pick later. But at the same point, like, is that a good thing? Because in the AFC, you're going to have to beat at least two of the Bills Bengals Chiefs. If you're a seven seed, maybe there's a way you play all three.
0: Yeah, it can be. You go scary. in, beat up, and then what? Yeah, yeah, that's not a fun ride. <laughs> that's that's not, not a fun ride. So that's our top ten NFL power rankings heading into the season. We'll reassess. We might reassess every week, or maybe mid middle of the season. We'll discuss that later on. But that's our top ten. Go ahead and comment below. Who, do you, who top 10 do you like more? Where would you change? Obviously, I feel like everybody will have t- the same top two teams, but from three to 10, it can vary. So comment below you guys' top 10s, and we'll comment in the if we agree with you guys or, you know, get some criticism going on right there. But I will moving accept
1: Bengals over Eagles as an argument. I don't know that I agree with that, but I will accept that.
0: Oh, if you want to do that, please do. I hate the Eagles. I i accept the Texans <laughs> over the Eagles. If you want to do it, we can do it, you know?